infrastructure that still needs to be built. And we are going to need skilled people in these fields uh, to come in and help solve the country's most complex problems. And at the STEM fields, of course, that's your science, your technology, your engineering, your mathematics have long been spoken about as uh, being the sectors where, you know, the great some of the skills that are in those sectors can play a significant role when it comes to development. Crispin Le- Crispian Lease uh, is a qualified engineer, AP uh, Applied Mathematics, that is, educator, a physical science educator, and the head of education at Advantage Learn. Crispin, good morning to you, and thank you so much for your time today. Good morning, Cathy. Thank you for having me this morning. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. You know, I was just listing some of the areas where this country is facing incredible challenges, where those who are skilled in STEM subjects or uh, who've done, you know, degrees in STEM fields will be of great benefit to this country. Are we increasing the kind of interest that people have in taking up careers in these sectors? Yes, I think... um I think, broadly speaking, um, educational organizations are really uh, making a concerted effort to broaden the interest in the, in the STEM fields. Um, and it's an, uh, undoubtedly an important endeavor. Um, as you've mentioned, uh, there's, there's a scarcity of skills in these, these areas, and um, many of the solutions to most of to, to our, the wicked problems that we're facing in our country and abroad um, the solutions can be unlocked via by the same subject. So it's, it's really important that we promote these. What do you find are often the biggest challenges that people raise um, when it comes to, number one, taking up subjects? before Because before it even gets to careers, you have to start with subjects at a primary, at a high school level, and then at, at a tertiary level. But what are the challenges that prevent, uh, you know, youngsters from, from even taking that first step? It's a it's a really good question, Kathy, um, and I think um, it's it's two parts. Um, one of it, the one part of it is that a lot of the um, subjects related to science, technology, and engineering, engineering and mathematics are, are are exceptionally scaffolded, and that you know you need to have a very strong foundation and continue to build on that foundation. Mm. Um, to, to be successful beyond it. And, and many learners, unfortunately, are not um, empowered with a strong foundation, either via the access that they have towards um, educational resources in that, in that regard or the quality of teaching that they receive. So I think one of the challenges is that there's no shortage of interest in, in science, technology, engineering, mathematics. But where, where interest is lost is where learners get confused and then they, they, they start to take subjects and um, other subjects that they, they can potentially achieve better at um, because their foundations in STEM were not that, that strong. What you're raising is an important issue because if, if the foundation of learners in this country does not enable them to be successful 
in these subjects and subsequently in these careers, it means that we are looking at a situation where we will always have a shortage of these skills because when we're simply not producing um, enough, as much of it as, as what we need. Exactly. Um, and so I think the key really is in um, in broadening the reach of, of really high-quality um, STEM programs. And, you know, that can be achieved um, in, a, in a number of ways, but online education is, is, is very much a significant lever that we can utilize to help broaden the reach of really high-quality educators to interested learners that want to pursue these subjects. And so at Advantage Learn, that's really what we, we focus on. Our, our mission is really about um, enabling African learners to become agents and not objects in the fourth industrial revolution. And we do that by focusing on STEM education at a high school level mm-hmm. with, with a strong slant on online learning and, and improving access towards our programs uh, for learners first in South Africa and then beyond into Africa. If we are to improve the kind of foundation education that young people are receiving right now, where would we need to begin with that? And and I say it in a context where we've heard government talk a lot about, you know, the, the, the development of children, particularly early childhood development centers, the need to have that strong foundation phase. But we're not seeing that commitment translate into actual money that helps to build and empower some of these uh, centers. And then, of course, it's carried on into primary school and very much into high school. Yeah, it's, it's a really complex question. I think um, the simple answer is where to start. The sooner, the better. Mm. Um, you know, I think it is 100% correct to be focusing a degree of resources into early childhood development and, and, and primary schools. But we can't forget about learners that are already now at a high school level and do have an interest in these fields and potentially can be um, caught up or, or remediated to succeed in, in, in the STEM fields. And so I think a thoughtful approach with, with um, apportionment of resources from an uh, ECD level all the way to high school level is important and, and, and necessary. And then some creative ideas around bridging programs in terms of preparing learners better for the next phase of their education. For instance, um, something that we focus on at Advantage Learn is our advanced program um, courses, which are um, certified by the the Independent Examination Board International Secondary Certificate. Mm. Um, And those are essentially programs where we help to extend learners in maths and physics um, up to a university level to, to first of all, um, meet their interest in the subject, but then most importantly, better prepare them to succeed at a tertiary level beyond high school, because we are seeing a bit of a, a widening of the gap between high school, what, what, what learners have learned at a high school level and what they need to know by the time they, they enter first year university. When, when it comes to the bridging courses that you're talking about, and, and it, it really sparks in my mind the need for that when one is done with the high school education 
and are perhaps wanting to venture into uh, some of these um, these subjects or even try and get a career in, 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 in the STEM fields. But perhaps, again, the issue of foundation not being great. Do we currently have a system that does make it easy for learners whose marks perhaps were not great to get into these fields and opportunity to improve that and be successful later on? Um, I'm not sure that we do have programs available um, broadly speaking in terms of learners who are not necessarily achieving well in science or mathematics but mm -hmm. want to improve their results and still pursue a, a, a career in these fields. I mean, I think the broad kind of um, picture there is that if learners are resourced, um, you know, and have, have the, the financial means to pay for support programs, then then those are the learners that are being served in that regard. Um, one thing, though, that I think is something that, that the government is is trying is, is the second chance program where, where learners are after matric if they haven't achieved the marks that they needed to get into a certain degree program of their choice. They, they can then go and rewrite a certain subject and to, to try and improve those results and then get into those tertiary institutions. But to some extent, that that can be a little bit uh, too little too late um, in, in the process. And so um, there, there are support programs that, that, that help learners. On the, other side, on the other side, with an advantage learn, we, we, we have our academy mm. where we really focus on, learn, on helping learners in core maths and core science to take their results to the next level. Um, and then we also expose learners to, to fourth industrial revolution type skills like um, robotics. Um, but yeah, I think there, there, there is a real challenge um, in terms of supporting learners. Um, and it's, it's possibly um, a picture of, you know, uh, resource learners are able to get the support that they need, but under-resourced learners not necessarily. We do try via our foundation to, as far as possible, to, to uh, give access to our programs to under-resourced learners. And we've made some fantastic strides this year with, with many, many under-resourced learners joining our programs and learning from um, the top educators in, in, in science and mathematics in mm -hmm. South Africa, which, is, which has been very positive this year. Let's talk about some of the challenges that you may often face when you are, try, when you are training young people uh, in these fields. Okay, and um, that's uh, some challenges that we, that that we face. I think, um, when it comes to um, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, um, w one thing that is really important is that learners um, practice, and that is possibly one of the biggest challenges. Is that many learners um, they watch and learn but they don't necessarily do and learn and mm. that's really something that we encourage our learners to do obviously there is a um, there's an element of watching and learning absolutely but then it's really important that learners practice and we don't necessarily see, see learners practicing um, enough in, in these subjects um, in science specifically one challenge I've seen um, in my experience with teaching is that there's, there's actually 
issues with some of the resources out there. Some of the resources in some chapters are fundamentally wrong. Um, and so learners lose faith in the subjects because they're learning from material that, that actually has um, fundamental errors in the material. Um, and so that's, that's a distinct challenge um, that, that, that we need to eradicate in the system. You know, learners can't be learning off resources that, that are incorrect. Um, and, yeah, I, I suppose that those are the two, the two uh, biggest uh, challenges that come to mind, making sure that learners practice enough um, and uh, making sure that learners have access to really high-quality resources to help mm. them with their learning. Mm. Do you think the way that South Africa invests in learners and invests in these subjects is on par with with other countries? I know South Africans, by and large, will uh, tend to compare our learners to perhaps like learners out of China, and often, you know, we're criticised for not doing enough of a good job and not focusing when it comes to the level of investment that can be put into young people. Yeah. It's a it's a tough one. I think there is a there, there is a massive uh, part of the budget that is invested into basic education, um, but the question largely is is it is that spend being efficiently utilised? And I think that's the fundamental issue is with the efficiency around the utilisation of that spend. Um, so we are performing badly in terms of global rankings in science and maths. I think the there's that TIMS survey, I think that's what it's called, that ranks um, countries globally. But it is really a story of two halves. Um, learners that have access to our really um, highly highly functional um, uh, schools are, perform incredibly well and are definitely at a global level in that regard. But unfortunately, many learners who um, are unable to access um, the, the the highly functional institutions in our country and 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 have to kind of settle for um, you know what is made available available to them via the state unfortunately are not set up for success um, and so we're seeing some really creative um, approaches to this challenge um, in the country and I think it's really promising um, online high schools for instance UCT has just l- launched an on- online high school um, which which really aims to give a high-quality education to to um, high school learners at the price point of a government school, which is it's a really really um, valuable proposition that they're making to the nation. So, um, you know, I think I think there is there could there, there is sufficient inv- investment in this space. We just need to use the investment better um, and and be held accountable to that investment um, more appropriately. I think you've you've raised such an important issue, and and, and of course we'll also take calls on this subject. You can call us on 011-714-2006, especially if you want to talk about your own experience, perhaps even with your own children when it comes to them pursuing careers in science, technology, uh, engineering, and mathematics. But the issue of cost, how much of that um, also becomes a factor in terms of excluding uh, uh, portions of, of the population from actually taking part in as far as access to these careers are concerned? It's undoubtedly a significant factor. Um, mm. Education, it does come at a cost. And 
um, those of of us that 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 can afford a high quality uh, education or a high probability of success in these fields. That is that is and 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 that is without doubt. Um, but so I think you know it comes down to 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 um, apportioning the government spend appropriately because it, there there is a lot of funds in the system. It, if it's used well, I think we can we can um, bridge we can lower that gap uh, to a large extent. And then also in terms of the independent players in the market, such as ourselves, um, you know, taking active, an active approach to to ensuring um, as as equal access as possible via. Um, via initiatives like um, we have our foundation where we working through um, NGO partners, we, we identify high potential learners in these, um, in these subjects and we, we, um, we grant them access onto our really high quality programs in advanced program mathematics, advanced program physics, math and, and science. And, and, and in that way, and create vectors within their communities that can uplift their community because um, that's what what happens. You know, one one learner from a from a community who goes out and achieves well and 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 achieves a, a, a beyond school is then empowered to help the next. And 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 that's what we we really need to to do in government and in private institutions. And um, we, we, we need to focus on working together to mm. increase access. And there are some creative solutions around that. And I think there's a many players that are working, um, working well towards it. Um, but, you know, progress could be, could be faster in this regard. Crispin Lees, let me thank you so much for coming on to um, the show today and for contributing to this conversation. He's a qualified engineer, applied mathematics educator, a physical science educator, and also the head of education at Advantage Learn. So a lot more that still needs to be done. And we've seen uh, different projects through the CSIR and other government entities that, you know, go out of their way to make scholarships and funding available. Um, especially for people to pursue these careers at a higher education uh, level and to ensure that 